0: So we've been meditating the book of Genesis for the last couple of days, uh, especially the, the theme of how our Father provides for us in great detail uh, with all of everything that, that we need, everything that, that, that's, that's necessary for, for a beautiful world, a balanced world, a world that has uh, all that man requires. And so today we have the, the reading of God creating man, breathing life into his nostrils, plants this beautiful garden provides everything that they need and then makes man uh, responsible for it that he should till and uh, cultivate and take care of it and he's given one one commandment one admonition there's a tree of the knowledge of good and evil don't eat from that so it's not a very complicated rule uh, and the the consequences of eating from it are quite clear Uh, you will die so um, this is a simple kind of an image, but one that uh, helps me understand uh, why why this is important. It's like having children, and inside the kitchen you have a fridge full of food, and beside it you have a little bread bin, and you've got so ham and cheese and milk and all sorts of good stuff, and you've got bread there, and it's all good, and you tell your children, eat Within reason, more or less, whenever you want, whatever you want from that. Take care, right? Don't overdo it. But there you go. There's your food. Out in the garage, there's a wardrobe full of weed killer and engine oil. Okay, Don't eat anything from the garage. It's, it's fairly clear that they have what they need. They have everything they need. They're not hungry. God has provided. And this other stuff maybe has other purposes. Who knows? Just don't, don't eat or drink of that. You have already what you need. Trust me that I will provide exactly what you need when you need it. So, it's not demanding. I think the the, the often popular opinion seems to imply whenever I ask children in a secondary school, like, were Adam and Eve hungry? They invariably say yes. They say yes. So they're in this garden and they're starving, and there's there's this one tree, only one tree that, that they can eat from and then they eat from it, and then God's all mad at them. That's really not the way it happened at all. They had everything they needed. They walked with God. Okay, so just looking into what this uh, tree of the knowledge of good and evil could mean, there are different interpretations. Uh, I'm not necessarily saying one is is right and the other is wrong, but um, an interpretation that, that, that I've heard that I like is that if mankind, if we look at everything and try to decide from our own intelligence what is good and what is evil, basically if we make good and evil subjective, basically whatever is good for me is good, whatever is bad for me is bad, and make good and evil subjective rather than what God says, then that will, that will ruin man. Also, I mean, at this point, there, there was no evil that they had to be aware of. Sin hadn't entered the world yet. So like, again, you don't sit down with your children and tell them there are really evil people out there called murderers, you know, or you don't tell children that. I mean, the time will come maybe when they need to, when they need to know these things, but like, you don't, they, they, they have no need of that knowledge yet. So Adam and Eve did, did, they did not require this knowledge. It was, as I said, it actually leads them into sin. It leads them, now that they have knowledge of sin, they've, they have first-hand knowledge of sin because they've committed sin themselves. So I think what happens here is, uh, as we'll see a little later with the, with the tempter, uh, that he tempts them to become like God. He tempts them to become like God. And what the, like, this is, it, just, it just inverts the creation story, that God creates man in his image and likeness, whereas here we want to create God in our image and likeness. And this is very, very common also today. I want God to think like I do. I want God to do what I like. I want God to serve me. And if I don't like how God reveals himself through sacred scripture in the church, I'll change my understanding of God. So it's not really a, I'm not really a, actually even a Christian anymore. I'm, I belong to the church of me, population one. Uh, that's, that's, I've, I've created God. So I, I adjust my understanding of God according to what suits me. If you ever notice people who don't really belong to any particular church... It's always interesting that God's moral code is exactly the same as their moral code. Because, well, if I can design God, I'll design him in a way that's comfortable for me. That's not what we have here. We have God who reveals himself. God who creates everything. God who approaches man. God who creates man. God who breathes life into his nostrils. And asks that we follow this one one simple rule. Trust him. To trust him. To believe that he is God and Father and loving and provider. It's not hard. It's not hard. So we ask today for a renewal again of our understanding of God as a loving Father. That in our in our needs, in our intentions, uh, in any difficulties that we're going through, that we will come to God as Father. As Father. That we will receive his loving embrace, that we will listen to his, to his words of consolation and love. Amen.